Marketing in Korea is a community, website, and podcast dedicated to people sharing their marketing experiences, stories, and tips in Korea. Hello and welcome to Marketing in Korea. I'm your host, Tony Choi, also known as Tony Teacher. And in this episode, episode 48, I talk about starting a business in Korea. And I'm starting a new series um, where basically I share from my experiences and um, just also give my advice to anyone who may think it's helpful. Um, so if you're just joining us now, this is episode 48. So we have a bunch of other episodes before this. And for the most part, I'm interviewing a guest. And uh, those interviews are very valuable because people share their experiences of doing various types of businesses in Korea. And I learned a lot from them as well. And more importantly, I've made uh, relationships with people, right? I was able to create friendships. And um, yeah, that was probably the best part of uh, interviewing people. Anyhow, in this episode, I talk about um, five things that you're pretty much going to have to do and going to have to repeat over and over again if you do start a business. And that is, uh, the first thing is you have to think. The second thing is you have to plan. The third thing is you have to fail. You don't have to fail, but you know what? It's going to happen uh, in one way or another to how big or how small. We don't know, but it will happen. Then you need to adjust and then you need to wait. And, you know, the waiting can be in between any of those four that I just mentioned, actually. Uh, and um, so for for you guys who don't know me, I'm Tony Teacher or Tony Choi from Toronto, Canada. And I started my own uh, small hagwon about three and a half years ago. Um, I also have a site where I blogged. Uh, I don't really blog very actively now, uh, but I... Uh, have a lot of podcast episodes where I talk about how I started my Hagwon and a little bit of my experiences. So you can check that out at hagwonstart.com. So anyhow, I started my own Hagwon. Um, and for various reasons, um, the main one being, you know, I wanted to create a lifestyle where I could, you know, live happily. Uh, that's kind of like the trend these days. I feel like, you know, especially in, and it's not, like it's not happening in Korea. A lot of young people are looking for ways to um, work for themselves, right? And they want to find a way where they are in control kind of of their work life, their lifestyle, you know, and everything else related to that. So, I mean, I guess I'm the same. Um, so I started my own Hagwon about three and a half years ago. I started it with... Uh, well, I did have some experience working in some hagwons and in schools, but I never started a business before that. And I didn't even work in a small hagwon. Um, so, which I wish I did because I would have had a lot more experience and I would be able to, I would have been able to, um, probably prevent a lot of, uh, stress. Anyhow, um, so yeah, so now I'm here. I still have my hagwon. It's a small hagwon. Technically, it's just a kyosubso. So like, it's just my wife and I, and we have a small school here in Gangnam, and um, that's still going on. Um, but what has prompted me to start this series is I'm also starting 
well, I have started another business. Uh, it's not really my business. It's a family business uh, with my wife, uh, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law. And it just started maybe a month ago. And it's a flower and gifts delivery service in Korea. And what we do is we provide, you know, like you think of your average flower delivery service, right? Um, we're trying to be at least that plus more. And so here comes the idea part, right? So the idea is to be a flowers and gifts delivery service for anyone in the world to send flowers and gifts in Korea. I mean, the idea sounds pretty good because there isn't a lot. There aren't a lot of uh, English service providers. Uh, there are websites. Um, however, the idea was to show our face, you know, show we are real people. Uh, because those websites, they are just usually uh, brokers, uh, people who don't make the flowers and, um, and stuff like that. So we, the idea was to uh, show our face, be on social media, uh, provide great customer service. And the idea is to, uh, if anyone ever wants to send flowers or gifts in Korea, uh, they'll think of us. And we are called Flower Gift Korea. And just the three words, uh, in unison, like, uh, right after another, that's our URL, right? Flowergiftkorea.com. And we're trying to also make a brand. And our brand our idea was to be a, a service that has great customer service, uh, great quality flowers. And, um, and we also try to provide some, uh, I guess reasonable prices. Uh, however, most of our flowers are expensive. Uh, but we are looking to keep, uh, to continually add, um, uh, lower cost products. Um, uh, but we want to make sure we don't, um, what's that word? Compromise the quality of the products. So anyhow, when you start a business, I mean, it all starts with an idea, right? You need to think, uh, about a great idea. And, um, another thing is if you, even with a great idea and, you know, people tell you it's great, um, it's one thing to come up with an idea and it's another thing to implement it and try to find a way to actually make it work, provide uh, goods or services to people and uh, receive money uh, in return. Right. Uh, there's a whole lot of things out, um, you know, that, that will follow, but for now we're just kind of going through like the skeleton structure of starting a business in Korea. Uh, so for me, uh, when you like, when you think of your idea, uh, you also have to think of the target audience. Like what kind of people are you going to be selling to? Like, where are these people going to be? Right. Um, so your idea has to be, uh, realistic. It has to match, um, the, your, the, the people that you can actually sell to. Um, and this is where my problem came with my Hagwon. Okay. So, uh, uh, my original idea for my Hagwon, um, honestly, the more I think about it now, like, I was, it was really vague. Um, but I wanted to teach TOEFL. And the only reason why was because I had the most experience in it, which looking at it in hindsight was really stupid of me. Um, but that's what I did. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I was confident to teach it. So I just went with that. Uh, I should have done more research and should have realized, uh, the area I'm going into, uh, isn't going to have 
much, isn't going to have that many students that want to learn TOEFL. Uh, I should have realized that um, students from elementary school to middle school to high school usually don't want to learn TOEFL and parents don't think it's necessary. Um, I think that was a big mistake, um, but I was able to uh, adjust, right? I failed. I'm moving on to like I passed in the planning, so I failed. I adjusted and um, we found ways to accommodate uh, the students we did have and we were able to create a sustainable uh, living. Um, uh, but anyways, that was the mistake I made in my idea phase and uh, that's not the only mistake I've made. So anyways, um, from that, I hope you learned that um, your idea may be great, but you also need to consider the other factors involved. Like, I mean, okay, is your, your idea is great, but who's it great for, right? And are you going to be able to uh, get them to trust you enough to actually get them to send you money, right? Uh, so uh, for our Hagwon, we were lucky because, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is the first, I guess, probably all of the students who came, except for like maybe three, they weren't there for TOEFL at all. Like they were just literally there, like either they, they came because they wanted to give us a try because like other factors, like my wife and I were like, we were relatively young, right? So uh, some parents, they like that. Like they think younger people um, will have more passion when they teach, I guess. Uh, another thing was, uh, you know, they, some students, they just weren't accepted at other schools. So we got those kind of students. And um, it basically my whole idea just like went out the window and I just kind of had to adjust, you know, adjust. And I, I think adjusting is the main uh, part you have to do in in business, right? You're always adjusting. Uh, so anyhow, I'm kind of skipping, uh, you know, our order of idea, plan, fail, and adjust. Um, but, you know, this is the way business really is, right? So anyhow, that was just related to the idea phase. Um, another thing too is um, even though your idea is good and even though your target audience thinks it's good, it's another thing to get them to think or no, it's another thing to actually get them to actually pay you. Uh, there's so many people and there, you know, so many people came and they're like, Oh, I really like your Hagwon. And, uh, yeah, I think my kid needs it. Uh, but some of the parents, like we just weren't able to close the sales. I don't know if it was because we weren't very, uh, aggressive or enough, or I don't know what it was, but, uh, that's another thing. Um, Another idea I used to have, so I had a lot of ideas. So something you may not know is uh, I've failed in a lot of things. Uh, it's not something I'm proud of. Really, I'm not. Um, but one of the first things I tried to do was a platform for English teachers, uh, students, and um, hagons. So I wanted to create a platform where you know people can go there and they can all just connect with one another. I don't know why. I just had this whole thing of connecting people but um, I was able to get uh, the teachers, some teachers to sign up. And I was able to get a lot of Hagwons to sign up, like, uh, like foreign Hagwons, like Hagwons outside of Korea. But I was never able to get the Hagwons in Korea to sign up. And I never knew, I, I just didn't understand at that time. But 
now that I have experienced, I have experienced running my own hot one, I realized that it's not going to really help the hot ones to be on my platform service. Um, and I wouldn't want to sign up for that either now that I know. And, um, that's why like, uh, one of the main things you really need to do is get a lot of information, get a lot of knowledge from people. Um, I mean, you should listen to all the podcasts. If you are honestly thinking of doing a business in Korea, I would find as many podcasts as possible to listen to. Um, I try to, I listen to, well, there aren't that many other podcasts about doing business in Korea. So, uh, that's the reason why I started this. Uh, but you need to learn a lot and learn from people's experience. Um, and you might, you know, you definitely have to network, right? To meet the people. So anyhow, that idea flopped big time. Uh, but the good thing was I didn't lose that much money. And the greater thing was I learned a lot. Um, I learned uh, from my experiences. And then another thing I tried to start, uh, it was called Business Network Korea. And the idea was great, connecting Koreans to foreigners, right? Like, wow, like who, who doesn't want to connect and do business and make more money? Um, I mean, the idea was good and a lot of people were on board. Um, however, um, it just, it, it did take off for a while after I kind of let go of it. And, uh, the, the co-owners after me were, uh, Liam, Liam Lusk and Justin McLeod. They are marketers for world markets. Um, and they did it for a few years and they brought it all the way to coax and they got a lot of people coming and everything. Um, but I guess it just, I don't know. I guess they had, they moved on as well. And I, I don't know what happened to it. Uh, but the original idea was good. It, like to connect people to, um, other people for business. Um, but the problem with that was, uh, maybe not the right people were coming or it, it was, it wasn't really easy to, uh, gather a bunch of people to network, um, and be happy with the results. Like, oh, like, yeah, I met 20 people, but none of them bought something from me. You know what I mean? Like, that's like kind of people's attitude. And, um, however, you know, the, the truth is in business, um, like for me too, like in my hot one too, just because a parent comes to the door, you talk to them and they look at the product. It doesn't mean they're going to buy it right away. Right? Like imagine yourself when you're on the internet, you go through a lot of websites, like when you're trying to buy something and let's say you want to buy flowers, right? You go to my site and oh, like, oh, these flowers are too expensive or, oh, like, um, they're not, there's not the thing that I want. So I'm going to go somewhere else. And you know, like just because you came to my website doesn't mean you're going to buy it. Um, but people, for the most part, who don't really do business, they don't understand that. Uh, and you can't really blame them. You just got to find a way to, I guess, get them to buy it one way or another. And I guess that's what marketing is. Uh, so anyhow, yes, an idea. It all starts with an idea. But a lot of people, they just stop there. Like, I know a lot of people, they got great ideas. Like, oh, Tony, why don't you try this for your hot one? Like, Okay, you know, this idea is for free. I'm like, okay, another one of your free ideas. Okay. And, you know, you know, not to be rude, but it's like, okay, thanks, man. You know, you know, it's great to hear it and all, but it's okay. You don't need to share these ideas with me. I, I rather you use your own ideas and build your own business. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's something else on the side. So the next thing you need to do after thinking is planning, right? You need to plan how you're going to actually, um, 
actually start the business, how you're going to run it, and what you're going to do. There's so much stuff involved. Um, and just to like give you a small glimpse of it, and I'm not going to go in depth in every single category here because then we'll be here forever. Uh, but you do need a plan. And at the very least, you need an end goal. Like, um, and the, the funny thing is, um, when I did my Hagwon, when I started my Hagwon, my end goal was so vague. It's just like, oh, yeah, I want to make a Hagwon one day, right? Like a bigger Hagwon. Um, but I didn't know what that would look like. Uh, now I do. I've made a plan and everything. However, because of my situation, and this is all back to the adjusting phase, um, my area where my Hagwon is located, um, they're going through a whole, like, I guess, a construction phase of creating new buildings, right? Like in Seoul, like in Seoul, like it's a lot of the buildings are old. They've been built maybe 30 years ago, 40 years, uh, if they're newer, 20 years. And in order to increase the property value, they need to make better buildings. And I mean, I'm in Gangnam, right? So they want to, of course, increase the property value there. So, so what happens is, uh, they, uh, they raise buildings, right? They demolish them and then they make new ones. And the problem with that is I'm in the Hagwon business. And if they're demolishing buildings, those the people living in those buildings have to move. And then new people need to come in after the buildings are built. And that could be a whole process of two years of no one living in a certain area of buildings. And that isn't good for me. So I have to adjust. And um, next year, uh, I'll be making more adjustments. Uh, for my Hagwon and I might have to move locations too. We'll see. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's just adjusting. And when you're in the planning phase, I guess you do have to try to think of all the things that could happen, but at the same time, um, some things might not happen. So you don't want to plan way too far ahead, but you should have an idea of what your Hagwon or what your business will look like. Uh, for me, my plan for Flower Gift Korea is that uh, we'll be servicing like all English speaking people who want to order something, uh, or wants to send something to their friend in Korea, or, you know, maybe somebody in, uh, uh, Seoul wants to send something to a Jeju island, like a little gift or something. They can't get there. So, you know, hopefully they'll think of us. And that's what we're doing now. Like we're doing a lot of, uh, social marketing and, uh, finally started Instagramming, um, my Instagram is flower gift KR and I literally have three posts on there. I've never used Instagram before. Um, cause I didn't really have a need to cause I was running a Hagwon business, right? Um, uh, but now that I'm running a business where there is more marketing to a broader target market, I am getting into more and more things. Um, started to use Facebook marketing and even Google ads bunch of stuff and it's really fun and exciting it really is uh, but anyways yeah so you also yeah you need to think of a plan that goes for your marketing plan your systems plans like your plan of like what exactly is going to happen when somebody actually wants to buy something how are they going to pay all these plans that you need to come up with um so yeah so first part is thinking and thinking also includes your identity the business identity your brand uh, the second thing, planning, you know, there are lots of planning. And the third thing, probably the thing that, you know, we all dread is the failing part. 
um, things will not go the way you planned. Um, I mean, if maybe you are just amazing and just things go as planned. Um, but for me and for, from my experience, um, it's just, it's just like, it, it just doesn't happen that way. Um, and, and as, you know, entrepreneurs or business people, we don't look at feeling as, as a failure. We look at it as a learning experience. Um, so, I mean, that's what you have to do. Um, I mean, my hot one, IGL English, it went through so many changes. Uh, we went through like so many schedule changes, I think three or four. Uh, we changed our curriculum that we were using a bunch of times. Uh, we shifted away from TOEFL to just uh, helping English, uh, helping students with their overall English and um, with the focusing on all you know, skill sets like reading, listening, speaking, writing, and we also did grammar. Um, we basically became a mini um, neighborhood hagwon for kids who are better or like not better. There, there are like, I mean, the best kids go to like Techidong, right? Uh, but better than average. But um, these these kids, they don't want to travel far. Like the parents don't want to, you know, they can't maybe drive their kids. All the way there, they don't want to spend that much time. And parents who want to uh, have like that small town feeling type type of, uh, they want that type of problem, right? So we've become that. And um, if there wasn't the whole construction thing going on, we probably would have expanded and done a lot more marketing this year. Uh, and uh, probably been the neighborhood one that we are now and just grown a little more and more every year uh, but that's just not the case um, but anyhow um, it's that's the thing like you fail but you need to adjust you really need to adjust to um, the changes because some changes are out of your control um, so uh, the, the thing with failing is you're just never ready for it um, and the but the most important thing is to not give up and if you do fail, um, maybe talk to your friends, you know, like, you know, maybe you have to relax a bit, uh, have a, you know, you can, you might be sad for a day or two or maybe even a week, but you, you shouldn't try to stay sad. Um, I know it's a lot easier said than done because I've been there, right? You know, like we're I'm like, okay, like I'm going to start my one and then I'm going to have like a hundred students, right? And, you know, what happens is, you know, I don't even get anywhere near that. And also I realized, oh, there's all these laws that I'm not, I, I have to follow. Like, I didn't know, like I had to, there was a limit of students for the size and all these things. Right. Um, but you just got to keep adjusting to those. And I guess those aren't even failures. Those are kind of like, uh, just unforeseen circumstances and that's going to happen. And for, and for adjusting our next thing, um, I mean, if you look at me, even this marketing in Korea website, this community, this, uh, this podcast, I created a MIK marketing career guests update. And the last time I did one of those was seven months ago. You know, that's like a long time ago. And, uh, this was on hold for a while and, it's just, you know, things happen. You, you need to adjust. And for me too, I'm, this is all like a learning process for me too. And, you know, sometimes I'm just like, okay, like what's, 
what's the point? Like, should I even be doing something like this? But for me, I'm thinking deep down, like, even if just a few people can benefit from this, from this, uh, episode, me starting a business in Korea, talking about that and talking about adjustments and failures and whatnot, then, I mean, I'm happy, you know, I, I was able to help a few people at the same time. I was able to, I guess, um, clear my thoughts as well. And, um, for me, like when I hear, when I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, like there was a time where I listened to like three to four hours of podcasts a day. And the, the episodes where I, I learned the most and I appreciate the most is when people kind of shared their struggles and they shared their experiences. And, uh, that's what I'm trying to do here. Um, share my experience with doing business in Korea. Uh, though I'm still not as seasoned as maybe other people are, you know, I only have about, I guess, four or five years of actually trying to do my own thing. And, um, and I failed a lot and I haven't really succeeded that much in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, maybe my, uh, hopes are too high or, you know, got a lot of faith, but anyways, uh, so basically what I'm trying to say is when you start a business, there are going to be a lot of unforeseen things, but you need to remember to have an idea, right? Start with an idea. Then you need to plan. You really need to plan. Then just naturally things are just not going to work out. So you're going to fail here and there. And then you need to adjust. You just need to adjust, keep going, change. And then you got to wait a little bit, you know, to see what's going to happen. And then you got to repeat and you got to keep doing that until you find something that works. Um, the very first time I made money, um, outside of receiving a salary was, I believe, about four or five years ago. And I did the first Business Network Korea meetup. And I held it at the Dental Solution. And that's the company I used to work at. I was the marketing manager there, even though I didn't really know much about marketing at the time. And I'm still learning. Uh, and uh, someone paid me through my PayPal, which I learned how to make at the time. And I mean, I saw $20 from someone's name. I forget. I'm sorry, but I thank you very much for that. And that was the very first time I received some money. And even before that, I registered my business, which, which is or which was Tony Teaching Incorporated. And, um, yeah, that, that, that was the very first time I got some money uh, from someone. And that, that feeling was great. Um, it was great and all, but at the same time, it was scary. Like, okay, like, what if this person asked for his money back, right? So, um, it all starts somewhere and it, it happens slowly. Like, especially with set, uh, if you're selling something, um, one of the first online sales I got was through actually through affiliate marketing. And I did that for a bit. I made a little bit of money. But I realized, uh, the affiliate marketing, uh, platforms that you use, like, you know, these affiliate marketing is like you sell someone else's thing on your website through a link. And the thing with that is, um, a lot of them didn't send the checks to Korea. So I couldn't get, even I sold stuff. I couldn't even get the money. So I just kind of, uh, went another route 
And uh, the the online sales that I did make were from the hotonestart.com website. And I sold a few guides, uh, hot one startup guides. And it's always, uh, I'm always, I feel, always feel good when I sell one of those. And I always uh, try to help the people who bought it as much as possible. Uh, so that's also a great feeling. You know, that's one of my first times getting paid for like an online product. And uh, I remember the first few students I got. Um, one of them was uh, one of my previous co- co-workers' daughters. And she happened to turn out to be like one of our best students. Uh, and that was amazing. Like just getting a call. Like I remember her mother uh, calling my wife. And at that time, we we're, were like posting flyers up in the apartments nearby. And because um, I, I had given all of the teachers USBs with our website and logo as gifts and kind of as a promotional thing, right? And I didn't think much of it, um, but I thought, actually, no, I did. I thought, okay, they're all going to come, right? You know, that's how you think when you start something. All right, all my friends are going to buy something from me. Okay, I'm going to put up this flyer. All right, and then you wait by your phone and like, okay, in 10 minutes, okay, there's, there's going to be a phone call. And then you go the whole day and then no phone call comes. And you're just like, oh, no, right? But anyways, okay, we'll talk about that later. But anyways, she called my my wife and we were posting up flyers in, in apartments nearby. And of course, you have to pay money to the uh, maintenance office of the uh, building complex if you want to do that. Uh, so, and then she called and she said she was she was very interested in sending her kid. And like, oh, okay. And then we're like, we told her like when to come and talk. And then we hung up and like, we just celebrated. Like you wouldn't believe like, um, yeah, that, that, that is, that's one part of doing business. Like you, when you make a sale, um, there's no greater feeling than that. You know, something you've worked for, something you've made and you kind of, you know, get the fruit, right? You get the result and it's just awesome. Uh, and you know, like getting a paycheck, it feels great. Like, yeah, I'm getting paid. Right. But selling something, a service, a product, I don't know, an hour of teaching. I mean, it's so good. Like you just can't explain that feeling to someone who's only gets salary really. Um, maybe can't, I don't know, but that's just my opinion. Uh, also with, and that's the thing, like when you first start a business, it's, like things will be slow at first. I mean, I think that's the normal. That's the norm. Uh, there are some businesses who do a great job of pre-marketing and then they have like orders waiting. Um, I wish I was able to do that, but I'm not. Uh, and maybe for the type of business I'm doing, it's just not that realistic, but it could be. Um, but I won't go into that. Uh, but for us, like we're lucky. Um, so with our flower, like flower gift Korea, that's the flower business with my family. Um, we've made some sales. Um, honestly, like I hoped for a lot more sales, to be honest. You know, I was doing a lot of Google ads and whatnot. Um, but, and a lot of people came to my site. You know, I, I could see the analytics. Um, I see the Facebook likes. Um, but not everyone's buying, right? And it could be for many reasons. It could be maybe they don't want flowers or maybe the website's not you know, catchy enough for them, or maybe the cost of the flowers are too high, um, or maybe it's too hard to order one. Uh, but for whatever reason, um, not as much. And I mean, that's what happened when I started my hot one, right? Like 
you know, you would think some, you know, you're positive. All these people are going to come. I posted up a flyer and, you know, you're waiting at your phone. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get at least 20 calls today. And then you get zero, right? Or, okay, I just did this Facebook ad. Okay. Okay. I know I'm pretty sure these 10 people are going to buy stuff for me. And then you get no sales, right? Like that, that's the reality. And it takes time uh, to build a business. Um, so like for me, the first, for us, the first few sales that we've got, that we've gotten, yeah, um, are from friends, uh, or people that I've met somehow or friends of friends who know of me. Um, that's business. I mean, the people who are going to buy from you are the people who know you really, right? I mean, strangers aren't going to usually buy from you unless you got some really good products at a really good price and they need it at that moment. Uh, so yeah, for, for example, uh, our, one of our first sales was from Jessica Fry and she, I interviewed her. Uh, she's a businesswoman. She's got a bunch of businesses in Pyeongtaek, Korea. And she also has her book club as well. And, uh, she sent flowers to her mother in Seoul. And, um, the, the thing with that was, uh, she sent it. She made that, the order, like literally right when I, I, I announced on Facebook that we were launching our business. So it kind of like, wow, like I can't believe a sale came in so fast, right? So it kind of brought my expectations up high. But then after like, you know, the orders didn't like roll in, you know what I mean? Like we did get some orders, but it was kind of like, okay, okay, back to reality, slowly building. Okay, you got to uh, continue to market and uh, develop more products and stuff like that. Uh, so... Um, now we're like kind of more like realistic, but you never know in business, right? And, uh, a few other sales, you know, someone in Texas, someone that I know, like my friend's sister sent flowers to her mother in the hospital in Korea. Uh, we have some orders, you know, uh, my friend in Canada, he's ordering flowers for his wife's mother. Um, we have, you know, my wife's friends, bunch of them are going to, they already pre-ordered uh, some flowers for their parents because Parents' Day is on May 8th in Korea for 2016. And Parents' Day is a huge thing in Korea, like where children send red carnations usually. I guess you could send pink, but mostly it's red uh, to their parents. Uh, so um, we're getting ready for that as well. So as you start a business in Korea or if you're thinking of it, I mean, you got an idea, great. Uh, maybe talk to people about it. Um, I know you might be afraid that someone might steal your idea. And I remember uh, from Bird Riders, the two owners, uh, they were on the show. And the Bird Riders is a, a food delivery, right? And they deliver like uh, non-Korean food, like in a certain area of Seoul. And they were like, they said they didn't want to share their idea because they thought someone was going to steal it. But they said, you know, like they should have shared it earlier and been more open about it so they could have got more feedback. And um, yeah, that's just something. But for me too, like, I don't know. Am I going to share all my ideas with my business? I don't know. Um, to be honest, I don't share all of them. Uh, but it's something to consider. And you can share your ideas with people you trust at least, right? And then you got a plan. Make a plan. You, even if you're not going to start your business anytime soon, make a like a small plan. And that's all you could really do up to there. 
Um, and if you got lots of time, then you can think of possible failures and possible adjustments. Uh, that would be best. Uh, but in the end, uh, when the failures do occur, you're just never ready for them, really. That's why you should have some money saved up and don't give up if that happens. So anyhow, if you are starting a business in Korea, um, check out the other interviews I have had with others. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the list of the people I've interviewed and uh, some other businesses, uh, some of the people I've noticed, um, it doesn't look like they're as active as they once were. I don't know where they are, but I do wish them the best. And that's the whole nature of this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial lifestyle or you know, starting a business lifestyle, like you will fail uh, in some ways, big or small. I mean, the most important thing is to get back up and find something else that works uh, because that's what you, you need to do. So anyhow, if you have any questions, uh, please let me know. And um, I will continue to uh, have more podcasts with this starting a business in Korea. And uh, if there are any questions about starting a business in Korea or if you uh, have any comments or suggestions uh, with this topic, please contact me and I would love to get more uh, great content for our listeners to hear and to learn from. All right. Thank you. And I wish you luck in everything you do, whether it's business uh, planning or just working for someone or just creating your own dreams. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Marketing in Korea. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or listen to our podcast episodes on our marketinginkorea.com website. Continue to tune in to our episodes as we interview and share stories from people who are marketing something, whether that is a service, a product, a cause, or even just an idea. Tune in and we'll see you in the next episode.